You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. If you have your Bibles, you can open to Ephesians. I knew he was going to have testimonies, and uh, so I'm just preparing a little devotional for us this morning to to close out. This is Ephesians chapter 1. In the Passion Translation, verses 5 through 8, uh, Brian Simmons is the translator of the Passion Translation. If you haven't discovered it, uh, it's, not, it's not complete, uh, but there's portions of New Testament and Old Testament that he's got translated. And every time I, I buy the next download for my iPad to, to get this, This comes from the letters from heaven, which has all of Paul's little short letters from Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Uh, So here we go. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children, so that his tremendous grace that cascades over us would bring him glory. For the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, He has for us. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of salvation by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. The superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us and flooding into every part of our being, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Wow. It's always been a part of his plan. You've always been in his heart. The language of adoption, rather interesting. He's always intended to adopt you. Hmm. So that The tremendous grace, and we're looking at grace today, that cascades over us would bring him glory. There's something amazing, amazing about grace. We ought to write a song, Amazing Grace, shouldn't we? Because there's something amazing about grace. It's it's so amazing. And it cascades over us. I I love that picture. Uh, One of the places that we visit oftentimes in Costa Rica is the hot springs, And the hot springs are these pools that are heated from the volcano, from underneath. Which Bob Bennett said, you guys are stupid for going there. And I thought, well, I would never go with Bob Bennett to the hot springs, that's for sure. But uh, as we go there, and there's different places where they will have the waterfalls and it would just cascade over you. And you could get underneath. And they, they have little signs by each one of them letting you know what the temperature of the water is. And they have some that says, do not touch. Of course, everybody knows what people do when you say, do not touch. <laughs> and uh, they get burnt. <laughs> they get burnt. So we have these things. And I just think, Man, when I'm standing underneath one of those nice warm waterfalls with nice water and it's coming over my head and my shoulders, oh, it's not long before I'm just a limp noodle. It's just like you just melt in it. And that's what his grace is like. 
The grace of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as His grace compounds and it comes upon us, it just has a melting effect. That's one of the reasons why I thought He was really going to minister to our aching bones today, our, our muscles, our joints. Everything is just kind of, uh, because of His grace just coming over us, cascading down. For the same love He has for His beloved one Jesus, He has for us. Do you realize that? How much does the Father love His Son? How much does the Father love Jesus? Can you be, even begin to comprehend how much the Father loves His Son, His one and only begotten? And when, you, when you think of that, we, we think of how much we love our children, hmm, especially when they're those little bitty things, you know, that's just so precious as they're growing inside Ashley and Ashley, just amazing. You just think of the great love. He, he tells us that the very love that he has for Jesus, he has for us. Is that good news? Yes. It sure is. T tell somebody around where you're sitting, do you know that Jesus loves you and that the Father loves you as much as he loves Jesus? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the prayer that Jesus prayed, we call, oftentimes refer to it as his high priestly prayer. In, in John 17, at the, the very last verse, he says, he concludes his prayer to the Father, and Jesus is praying. He says, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. Yeah. And that I myself may be in them. Amen. Now to me, this is, this is where I've been living now for several, several months. I, I can't get away from this reality of realizing how much the love of God He has for us. And that's why Jesus came to make known the Father, because up until that time, God was not known. The revelation, the full revelation of who he was hadn't been discovered. But when Jesus came and started calling God his Father, he started to give us a revelation of who God is. And now we see God not as this divine judge that's up there ready to whack us every time we do something wrong. Someone that we, we shrink back in fear, afraid that someday he's, he's, he's just going to really expose us and cause us to, to be known for who we think we truly are, which is probably not who we truly are. He reveals God the Father as loving and gracious. Right on. Wow. When you see Jesus, you see the Father. Thomas didn't get this. You know, he, he said, you know, Jesus, if you just show us the Father, that'd be enough. And Jesus had to correct him and says, when you see me, you've seen the Father. Because the Father and me are one. There's, there's such a oneness there. And so we've got to understand all the love that we associate with Jesus going to the cross and dying for us is representing and demonstrating and expressing the love of the Father for us. 
and all the love that the Father has for the Son is in you. And that's why Jesus came to make him known. And when Jesus came to make him known, it was not just so that you would know how much the Father loves you because you knew how much the Father loved the Son. But Jesus said there's another dynamic to this. I've made known the Father so that you can know that I'm in you. Wow. What's it look like to be in Christ? Paul said it's the hope of glory. Hope of glory could be translated, it's the hope of his presence. Wherever the, the doxa, the kabod, the shekinah of God is, that's where God is. That's his presence. So when Christ is in you, it's the hope of glory. It's the hope of the fullness of his presence. And wherever you are in your journey and your walk with the Lord, I just want to encourage you that there's a greater measure of intimate oneness with him that's right, you're right on the precipice of of encountering. He wants you to know how much he loves you. He's committed to that more than anything. He's committed to that even more than to your comfort. I would like to think that because he loves me so much, I'm going to have an easy life. It's going to be nice and comfortable. But he wants me to know his love more than my comfort. And so every time he makes us uncomfortable, anybody been uncomfortable lately? Okay, you've been uncomfortable? It's a wonderful opportunity to grow in his love. It's a wonderful opportunity to grow in his love. Do you know what it's like when, when you've got all this circumstantial stuff that's going on and it's, it's, it's almost suffocating at times and yet you still choose to worship? You still choose to come into his presence. You still choose to praise him for his goodness, even in the midst of difficult circumstances. Do you realize that you only have this lifetime to do that? This is the only time in the history of all eternity that you'll be able to praise and worship and thank God and declare his goodness in the earth in the midst of difficult circumstances and difficulties than you'll ever have. And that's why the sacrifice of praise, that's why when, when God who knows and all of heaven knows how the enemy uses how our feelings are and what our circumstances are, and that's how often we interpret reality and the goodness of God, they understand that when in the midst of that, we still continue to come and to offer him our love and adoration. When we still pour out our heart and we worship him in spirit and in truth, even in the midst of the most difficult circumstances, it catches all of heaven's attention. Heaven is so attracted to that because they know that in the midst of pain and suffering and difficulty, that we are still remaining in our love relationship with God, that we're still choosing to connect to him and to worship him and and to embrace him as a good father. This is the only time in all eternity that we can worship him 
in the midst of difficulty. Mm. I think there's something really powerful about that. Oh, yes. Is anybody following? Anybody getting that? Have mercy. I mean, try it wherever you are. Know that you are always welcome in his presence. Don't let the enemy disqualify you because you're not living up to what you expect you should be living up to. Just know that you're always welcome in his presence and in the midst of whatever's going on in your life, you can pour out your heart, your love, your devotion to him. And you can just say, Lord, I don't feel worthy, but by the blood of Jesus, I want to come into your presence and I want to worship you and I want to honor you and I want to give you thanks And I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have mercy. And as you thank him, oh, be lifted up, be lifted higher. Yeah, he is exalted. Right on. And all of heaven shows up. And that's so amazing. So amazing. And in those moments, we're doing more spiritual warfare than if we started banging on the wall, speaking in tongues at the top of our lung, you know, top of our voices or whatever. There's something about the steadfast, quiet, confident trust and faith that comes in and it does warfare. It breaks, it breaks chains, it brings freedom, it sets your heart at another place. You realize now that you don't have to have all your ducks in a row in order for you to feel blessed. But you know that the blessing of his presence is there and it increases, I believe, so powerfully in the midst of, of suffering, worship, and praise, in the midst of difficult circumstances. Because once you die, poor Ed, bless his heart, he doesn't get the opportunity in the midst of, of a respiratory system that was not functioning the way God intended it to function. And he would worship, and he would sing, and he would exalt the Lord. He can't do that anymore. That hurts. Because now there is no pain, no more suffering. And so now he's just going to have to worship the Lord in the fullness of joy and yes. just ecstasy and all of that. And uh, bless his heart. But we still get to do something Ed can't do. <laughs> we get to worship now. We, can get, we get to worship in our earthly circumstances. And that's how we're drawn up into the spiritual realm. Yes. yes where we're seated with Christ and we get to worship and praise him forever and ever. Dying old man. I I think it must be that I'm just getting old. But it's, it's, it's like, I don't see much of a transition point anymore. It's like, you know, I I know I'm talking on this side of, of, of any kind of, painful, debilitating disease or illness. But it's like, man, this life is going fast. And we have an, and we have an eternity before us. And, and 
We can't think of Ed Fence as someone who has died and passed. Ed is now living more so than he's ever lived. Because he's in the presence of the one who is the author of life, the creator of life. (laughs) My granddaughter, her name is Zoe, comes from the Greek, Zoe, which is the spiritual life, the real life that God intended for us being created in his image to experience and to know. It means life. Yeah. Yeah. This is good stuff. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your life. Thank you, Lord, that we, that out of, out of this abundant love that you initiated toward us, we get to come into relationship with you. And it's because we've, we've gotten to hear and to know and to experience and to come into your presence <laughs> that we believe by faith that the very love that you had for Jesus, you have for us. In Jesus, we believe your prayer <laughs> that you want us to know how much the Father loves us and that it's the same essence of love that the Father has for you that he has for us because you're in us. I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you'd bring a revelation to each heart today, the fullness <laughs> that Jesus is in us and that we're in you. Thank you for loving us. Mm. We pray for those, Lord, today that are upon your heart. We want to come and partner and stand with you, Jesus, for Margaret Fence. We pray your love, your compassion, your comfort, uh, the security that her feminine heart needs from your masculine image. Let the masculine hope of the bridegroom be hers today. Yes. We pray for John Newell. We pray for a miracle, Lord. We pray that you would be doing something so creative that it would astound the whole medical community. Father, that you would touch liver and pancreas and bile ducts and every place in his body where where disease is trying to take over. We curse disease in Jesus' name and we say, Lord, let life spring up. Touch John. Touch John today. And let Karen hmm, bask in the overflow. We call her spine to come into alignment for every nerve to be free for that jelly-like substance that uh, squirts out of the disc. Lord, would you just uh, contain it, control it, and recreate what needs to be done so that her spine, her back would be uh, pain-free and fully, fully mobile. Mm -hmm. Full range of motion. We pray for Mike today, Lord. We lift him up to you. Let's really focus our our prayers right now as a group for Mike. Lord, would you touch him? Would you touch him? 
Would your grace come to him that would enable him to do the things that he can't do? The things that he doesn't have enough self-control or willpower? Lord, we say your grace, your grace to all those areas. Let your enabling grace empower him so that, oh Lord, his, his life could be enriched, his mobility, his legs could be restored, the nerves be regenerated in Jesus' name. Father, that you would continue to keep his body free of strokes and that you would continue the healing that you've begun. Mm -hmm. We pray for Betsy. We pray for all those that are battling cancer. We pray, Father, your grace and your peace to rest upon them, that you'd minister so powerfully, so wonderfully, and that there would be life. Lord, we go after cancer in Jesus' name. Yes. We command it to bow at the name of Jesus. Yes. And we say, Lord, let all cells uh, be functioning as you originally created them to function. And so we lift up Betsy and everyone that's battling cancer. Father, we pray for a harvest. As we're in the middle of the summer, as we see the crops in Indiana and we see them growing, we pray for a harvest not only in the natural but in the supernatural. We pray, Father, that you would bless uh, the church with a, a, a real sense of awareness of what you're doing in these hours. And Lord, that we would be able to participate, that we'd be able to share the kingdom in acts of love and kindness, but we could also have uh, the awareness, Lord, when it's time to harvest. We pray, Father, that we would know the joy of, uh, of being birthing agents into the kingdom that we would see many people come to know you hmm, in a personal relationship through being birthed by your Holy Spirit into your kingdom. Spirit gives birth to spirit. And we say, Holy Spirit, we want you to be so honored in this place that anyone who comes in these doors huh, would have an opportunity to be birthed right into the kingdom. Yes. And so we pray, Father that you would do that for, for your glory, for the beauty of the church, your bride. Hmm. We say, Lord, you're captivating. You've captured us. You've captivated us. You've ruined us for everything else but you. And we say, Lord, we want to know you. We want to love you. We want to know you more. So bring it. For we ask it in the name of Jesus, El Señor. Amen. Amen. Total impuesto. Total opuesto. No, total. Ay, Total opuesto en Cristo. Que me fortalece. There it is. Filipenses cuatro trece. Sorry about that, Spanish folks. Hmm. Que Dios te bendiga. Amen. Igualmente. Sí. Okay. If you have a need today, feel free to come forward. We'd be happy to pray for you.
Outside of that, know that this is the day the Lord's made. Let us go and let's rejoice in it. Dine all mine. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.